in chronological order, Kuzi, Russell, uh, Havlicek, and Bird. But who's the fifth guy? That's a fun argument. We've had that many times. And and he's now, he's going to inject himself. He already has injected himself into this, into the discussion that when his career is over, uh, he will be uh, in cut in line to be the fifth guy. Ryan Goodman and Tangway Podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. It is time for the Bob Ryan Gary Tangway Zoom Podcast. That's right. Not once, but twice. You get us here on CLNS Media Networks. We also have our other program, which Mr. Jeff Goodman will be joining us as well. So you can check that out as, as well. So you get another opinion there. But Jeff is too busy. Too big time for two shows. He's earning a living. Yeah, he's making, yeah, he's exactly. He's got stuff to do. <laughs> uh, and we are sponsored by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. So score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. FanDuel. All right, Bob, let's get to it now. At the time we're recording this, this is the day after the Celtics win over the Knicks. And Jason Tatum just poured it on in the fourth quarter. Now, I saw your tweet where you talked about it was a bird-like performance. Now, I am never going to say, well, I never say never, but I don't think I will ever say in my lifetime, is this player as good as Larry Bird? But the question did come to mind to me, is Tatum going to be better than Paul Pierce? He had, first of all, he's got four inches on him, or three anyway. Um, And he's got a range of skill at 6'10", whatever he is, 6'10", at least, that... uh, we've never had in a Celtic uniform. Uh, you know, Larry was a different kind of player. He didn't uh, ha- have the, the the obvious grace and dexterity going to the basket, for example, that Pierce had, that, that uh, Tatum has. Larry's greatest passing forward of all time. Larry had uh, many, many other attributes. He's a different kind of player. They'd be very good together. So um, he has a chance. Uh, uh, he, 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 he has a chance to be better than Pierce. Yeah, he's going to enter into, you know, this, we have the, the, the ancient discussion about the Mount Rushmore and, and, and that's, you know, inviolate right now for me on the Celtics who the Mount Rushmore are in chronological order, Kuzi, Russell, uh, Havlicek and Bird. But who's the fifth guy? That's a fun argument. We've had that many times. And, and he's now, he's going to inject himself. He already has injected himself into this, into the discussion that when his career is over, uh, he will be uh, in cut in line to be the fifth guy. And I love right Paul now, Pierce. Pierce I, loved, yeah, right I, I, I mean, I loved covering Pierce. I thought the way he rebounded, the way the way he rebounded, the way he after that got that season before KG and Ray got here, he thought he was going to be traded. You know the things that Paul went through, the stabbing and so forth, and he really stepped up big to become a captain. Yeah, won the championship. I mean, it was just a tremendous performance against the Lakers. But I do think Tatum is going to be better. I mean, you just said he's taller. It's like here, he's more athletic. Um, I just think he's he's going to be he's probably going to be a little more athletic well, and have more yeah. tricks in the bag. And it's it's still a chance he still can broaden. And he's yes, he's he, we, Pierce was thick. You know what I mean? You yeah. know Tatum's wiry. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. No. Pierce. One thing. You know, Pierce was a throwback player. He could get to the line. He had tricks. 
you know, oh, I, I once wrote about how he had bamboozled his way to a 30 point game, you know, and, and uh, uh, I, you know, that's not the kind of player that Tatum is. It's not the kind of player that Larry was. That was Pierce's own style. One of my great dictums in life and in, in terms of sports is that the great ones, the truly great ones, uh, they, they leave you with a distinctive impression, a style of their own that is not, you know, directly is the same as anyone else's. And, 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 and Pierce had his own style and, uh, and Jason Tatum has his, he still, there are times he got away with it last night. He got away with, uh, uh, forcing threes that, you know, wow. You know, you, you, you say, no, no, no. Oh, good shot. You know, right. I mean, the four point play, for example, was a, of course, you know, that was a, ridiculous. It was a, it was so good. <laughs> it was so, but um, no, it's, it's a good discussion. And then, oh, the other thought is, a, is the defense. You know, he, he, he's a, he can apply when he applies himself. Pierce was worked at it. He was never great, you know, at it. Let's face it. It was never, but he, he, he took it seriously. And, and, and as time went on and certainly we all know it's 07, 08, uh, they, they took every game seriously. It's a, and uh, he took it very seriously. So Tatum is, the thing with him uh, is is he's the best player clearly uh, and assuming that responsibility and knowing you know what it takes to to assert yourself assert yourself at the right time as he did in this game against the Knicks and uh, uh it, but it also includes you know making plays for people too you know it doesn't always just have to be scoring 17 points that was the great thing about Larry he'll there's one thing about Larry that that uh, very few people could ever say in the history of this game including Michael Jordan Larry Bird did something that Michael Jordan could never do and, and, and never even came close to doing in a game. I saw it happen more than once. Once one time it was glaring beyond belief. Triple Which double is without points. dominate an entire game without taking a shot. Right. He did this one night in Phoenix. I, I, I would love to go find that, that clip and, and show you what he did in the third quarter of that game one night in Phoenix when he totally dominated the game. Like seven assists and, and they came from way back and, and, and he, he led the, the charge without taking a shot. My, that's not part that was never part of Michael Jordan's game he couldn't do that you know Magic could do that you know that was his but but Michael couldn't do that and but Larry Bird could do that uh Tatum's never going to do that you know that's, that's not going to happen so he's it's, it's, he has his own style but but, ha, but haven't you seen I I first of all I'm not disagreeing with you but haven't you seen Tatum become a more complete player this year and, and a better distributor of the basketball? Yes, better, right. And and just don't hold him to the standard that he's going to be Larry. He's going to be himself. And that's going to be this going to, that's going to be a part of his repertoire. And it should be, you know, because he's got uh, he's going to call attention to himself. He's going to draw double teams. He has to know when it's wise to, you know, to make them pay for that double team. Uh and 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 not just even with double teams, passing off the the drive, uh, you know, which is a, a skill that you don't see that the way you sh- as often as you should. Uh, he 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 could improve. He could you know improve in that regard. Um, so no, he's definitely he's hey what is twenty six? He's still learning. Oh, I know. Yeah, he's a <laughs> That's kid. That's the thing we know, cannot take for granted the fact that 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 he is not a finished product. Uh, that he is improving, and great ones do go back and 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 should be getting better. Larry did it, and Michael did it, and. Dr. J really did it, by the way, because he wasn't much of a shooter when he came into the NBA, and and he made himself into a very decent shooter. And 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 Ma- um, um, Magic coming out of college was not a shooter, and, and by the end, Magic was a dangerous three point shooter. So, um, anyway, they, Tatum's got he's imp- he is improving, and and that's a good sign. Let's get to the game against the Knicks. Now, it was a three point game, ninety one eighty eight. 
Yeah. Where yeah. the Knicks were pesky. And of course, I think they kind of mirror the image of their coach, Tibbs, who we all have a soft spot, a soft spot for, because uh, he was an assistant with Doc Rivers. They have some talent, uh, but the fourth quarter, Tatum came in, shut him down. What about the Knicks? They're from New York, so I have a hard time liking them, but I do kind of <laughs> like them. I mean, they're I, they're not the Celtics. They're not Milwaukee, but I, I, I well, like they got them. a guy that's impossible. If you love basketball, you have to love him, and that's Brunson. Brunson, right. Brunson is kind of like it's in the same category, but he's he's as, as like Derek White and understanding how to play this game. He knows how to play this game. And, 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 you know, in fact, he even erupted with a 40 point game earlier this year, which uh, uh, that was, and I, I always say it for the 10,000th time when they signed him, I, uh, I, I applauded that it was an intelligent signing, but I thought they overpaid. I, I didn't think that he was worthy of that kind of paycheck because I still thought of him as an auxiliary player. I was wrong. I'm happily wrong. Cause I, I like this guy. Um, he, he, he turns out to be an all-star level player and, and uh, good for them. No, they're 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 highly respectable now. You know, they're not they they could beat you, and they can and they uh, you know they're going to make the playoffs, and they're and you know you're not going to nobody's going to say one of my favorite ways of framing a team. Nobody's going to say, "Oh, goody, we're playing the Knicks." Right, right. That's that's a step up. I mean, if they didn't have the New York on the shirt, I would really like them. <laughs> and, you know? and now, you know, Mitchell Robinson has figured out who he is or what he should be, I think. And and Randall, now the, we're being told that Randall play, has been playing hurt for a good portion of this season already. And and he's he's he he can, you know, he's got some skill. He's got he's got some he's got a game. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel. You know what's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Look, if you're not good at math, you, you even you know that's a good deal. I mean, I'm not good at math. and I, I know that's a good deal. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. So easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and kick off your NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, here we go, folks. Now pay attention to this. 21 plus and present in Massachusetts. Hope is here. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling helpline ma.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. Now, I want to talk about the coach for a little bit because he's a real character. Did you get to know Tom Thibodeau, Thibodeau? When you lived in Rumford, Maine, there were 100 Thibodeaus. That's the way you pronounced it. (laughs) When I came down here, everybody kept saying Thibodeau. I go, what are you talking about? He's a very interesting guy. I mean, a, a, just a basketball lifer. Oh, man, the classic basketball lifer, you know, and and uh, uh, with, with strong local roots, you know, Salem State. And, yeah. And 
Harvard at one point coaching and and you know and and of course a, a, a able lieutenant here with Doc a great the, the defensive guru you know he's like a D he was the DC you know of the basketball team seriously and and yeah. uh, that was his role and and he uh, he said you know he said varying degrees of success because he's a hard ass you know and and I think it, when I gather I haven't spent any time around him since he left Boston but I I, I you know used to chat him up at uh, at practice and and particularly during the playoffs he was a it was a good source for me uh, to you know to bounce things off and and I enjoyed talking to him um he's uh but he's a you know he's a he's a hard ass guy and and not everybody you know it there were more people out of Minnesota a little bit I know that and uh so but I, I think he's figured you know, he's learned uh, and he's adapted to New York very well, very well. And and um, they're they're in good hands there. No, they're, they're, they're no, no, no. Coaching certainly no issue there. Uh, Johnny Joe, the equipment manager, uh, locker room guy, um, guru for the Celtics, had a nickname for him. I forgot. <laughs> what do you call him? Dracula? Because he never left his room. He was always watching film. Oh, <laughs> it was like something like he called him the count. Oh, he called him the count. Call him the count because he, oh, you would oh, never count. see him. You would never see him during the day because <laughs> he's always no, he, in a room, room, room watching film. No, it, it, that's who he is, and, and yeah. uh, you know, um, and that that's what he loves to do. And then and, and he's he's you know he's now he's he's sixty now. It's hard to believe, you know. He's uh, well. I always like it when guys like Steve Clifford, you know, University of Maine at Farmington, along uh-huh. Clifford or. You know, a Van Gundy, like even like the Van Gundys, you know, my, our friend Tim Walsh knows them. They they coached in upstate New York. Oh, sure. You know, these guys, uh, you know, PJ started what PJ was at New Hampshire College, right? Or what was he? Uh, PJ was at. Uh, yeah. And, and and then Wagner. But yeah, you know, and then he was he got, like, I mean, he was Salem State, you know, they moved the way up, you know, even guy. Well, we talked about the Sixer coach there. Um, Nick, Nick Nurse, you know, he was Nick Nurse. He was all over Europe. You know, you like to see these guys. Hey, Pop, Pop came out of Division Three. Pop at at the, the Claremont Colleges in California. He came out of Division Three. Now he oh. was a he went to Air Force and he went. They did his Air Force duty and all that. But but uh, and, but he came. He was brought into the NBA. I think originally by Nelly. I'm not. I think. But I yeah. I think you're I, right. That's where I first met him. I met him at Runyon's in New York after a game with Nelly. You know, shocking. And, huh? Shocking. <laughs> yeah that's where i met him and of course uh so um he, he had division three yeah oh it's good i it, it, i like that we all like this yeah going back into a different generation back into the the, the late 60s early 70s dick mata oh dick i mata, remember dick mata coached dick the ball in washington dick mata had begun he had touched every ladder like starting with junior high you know high school the juco he came out of juco and and then Weber State, when he was hired, shockingly at the time by the book. By the way, I have lobbied. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. I don't know how they that that he's fallen through the cracks. Yeah, I would agree with that. And nobody talks about him anymore. He's living out there in seclusion in in, in Idaho or Montana, wherever his place is. And he's in his eighties now. And 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 it's not fair that he isn't mentioned as one of the. He coached two really, really good teams, the Bulls of the 70s and the Mavericks. He was the first Mavericks coach, and he made them respectable in, in, in a relatively short order. And and he won a championship and in, in, in with the Bullets. And and I'm I'm really – he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I just let that Bulls team – let me see if I got the five down. Chet Walker, Jerry uh, – Jerry, um, 
Oh God, the Utah coach, Jerry Sloan, Sloan. Jet Walker, Norm Van Leer. Yeah, backcourt was Sloan and Van Leer, the toughest backcourt in the history of the NBA. Who were the other two guys? Who were the was uh, Bob Love? Winkle. Bob Love and Tom Boywinkle, backed up by Clifford Ray. Clifford and Ray, Bob that was Love. the core group. And uh uh, they really never had too much beyond that either, boy. It was it was those six guys. Well, they used to lose to the Celtics in the playoffs every year. Well, they they were they they were hard to play though. It was a that was a. I always said if if there was no twenty four second clock, they would they were the best high school team of all time. They would have won a, a championships without the clock. Seriously, nobody. Uh, they, they were such a different team to play for everybody to to to. I, mean, I used to love going into Chicago, and, and I love the Chicago Stadium anyway. Anyway, Mata was fun. Mata was a lot of fun. And, yeah, and the uh, Washington, the Washington team was that Elvin Hayes. Now Hayes and Unsold, Phil Chenier. Um, I'm forgetting somebody very obvious. Kevin Greavy. Yeah, Kevin Greavy. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And uh, Mitch Kupchak, who, who made the big play that won in the championship in '78 in the Game Seven. So, uh, uh, yeah, that was the group in Washington, and uh, the Hayes, Hayes and Unsold, against whom Dave Cowens once had 28 rebounds, and I said to Gene Shu. Coach of the Bullets, what would happen if Lanier and Jabbar played as hard as Dave Cowens? And he said, "Can't happen." He said, and he had to give me a line. I always remember: "Hustle is part of ability." Think about that. I never heard that. At the first time, the only time I ever heard anyone say that. Right. I am digressing big broadly here, but you know that's what we do. <laughs> We're gonna, uh, but we are gonna get Big Red. We are gonna get Dave on the show, right? Yes, Dave is. Dave would be happy to come. Maybe around the holidays, maybe okay. sometime around Christmas or something. We got to get him on, and oh, yes. we'll just let him tell stories. I mean, oh. just let him tell. My favorite story is, and this is why I love doing this with Bob. Uh, my favorite Cowan story is um, having Bob Ryan proofread his letter of resignation before he submitted it to Red. That's the one I love. We'll get into that <laughs> later on. No, no one um, else. No one else has that story. I can tell no you. No one else has that story. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, so Adam Silver's been making the rounds. He was on with Mike Gorman, you know, Mike's uh, swan song. And he said something that was interesting to me about officiating. He wants, uh, not officiating, um, analysis. Hmm. He wants NBA analysts to be more like NFL analysts and dissect the game more as opposed to use generalities. And uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'll start with you. What do you think? I didn't. I'm never. I'm just trying to digest it. I, I don't see it as an issue at all. And 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 not to mention the fact that games are different. Football is a game, and where there's seven to eight seconds of action, if that, followed by 35, 40 seconds of inaction, followed by seven more seconds of action, followed by thirty more seconds of inaction. That's the way the game is structured, because you have these plays and you huddle and you play. Basketball isn't like that. And and you know it's it's. Fluid and and you, you, you don't have as much time to talk. No, I mean it's fluid. It's like and hockey, it's like trying more, to break down hockey. There's more stuff going on. I mean, I I I like to hear him out if he could be a little more specific. I don't know. Well, what, I find it very interesting because I think um, you know, having done play by play, having worked with a lot of different people, um, you know, when you have a, I'm going to start this way. The NFL has more moving parts, obviously. You can break down the secondary. You can break down the linebackers. You've got offensive, defensive line play. Mm -hmm. You've got the running backs. You've got, I mean, my God, on one particular mm -hmm. play, you've got motion all over the place. True. So there's more to talk about. There's more to analyze. 
But I also think the NBA game is more entertaining in that it's fluid. I, you know, I, it's very interesting. You're going to love this, but I, Tori Champagne, who used to work with us at, at Comcast Sportsnet, uh, is working on a documentary right now with uh, Mickey Hart of uh, The Grateful Dead, and they're talking about music and sports. And I look at the I look at the game of basketball as much more musical than the game of football. And I think basketball is more about emotion and being part of the game. And Silver said we need more analysts instead of saying, "Oh my God, they got him on the run," or these generalities like, "Look out, here they come." And I think that's kind of part of the game. I, I look at basketball as a much more musical, fluid uh, game of momentum where I don't want an analyst breaking it down and slowing down the rhythm for me. Well, plus, I think, you know, I'll give you somebody I think that is as analytical as, as basketball needs to be, and he's still got a a, a 91-mile-an-hour fastball, if not 98 anymore, and that's the 80, almost 90-year-old UB Brown. Well, I was going to say UB. Yeah, and he and does it, though. You're right, Bob. He gets it in. He's he's somewhat uh, professorial, if you will, in that regard. Right. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm so I don't know. I, I I just find it an interesting commentary from from. I don't see. I just I mean, don't. Didn't you think? Didn't you think Van Gundy and Jackson were great? Oh, I love. I love. Well, I'm, I'm a, I was no fan of Mark Jackson, but I was a big fan of Van Gundy. Right. And I thought, and he he just seemed to have a feel for uh, the things that we care about as fans and as and, as fans. He 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 could think in, in terms of what a fan would think too. It's not to mention. You know the experience of having coached in the league and, and 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 all that. I mean, I just thought he put it together nicely. He brought it, his unique perspective uh, uh, to the table very well, I, and I I don't see why anybody would have yeah. didn't like him. Yeah, I mean, I also have you run into Van Gundy at all? Did you see him? Not since him? no, I haven't seen him. You, you know, I don't know what he'll be seen around here. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be hanging out in Boston. He can do his job from a. I don't know. I, I hope I I'd love to see him because I, I I really like him. You know, I also think there's a lot of people that are trying to be Tommy Heitzens at the local level, <laughs> you know, because Tommy, you know, as I told you, doing a game with Tommy and watching a game with Tommy off the air in a mm-hmm. conference room were two different animals. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. just completely. <laughs> I mean, Tommy watching a game uh, objectively in a conference room at Comcast Sports that I mean, he would tell me what was going to happen three plays ahead of time. He knew that. I mean, he was just, he was amazing. Mm-hmm. He was amazing. It would blow me away. Then he'd get behind the mic and he became the guy everybody loved. I mean, it was, enter- was, the, it was entertaining. He's an entertainer. So I think what the commissioner is missing on is some people want the entertainment. You know, the reason people love Tommy so much is he was an entertainer. Yes, he was a homer, but that's because a lot of the times the owners are getting on these guys. You know, at the local level, the owners get on the broadcasters. You yeah. know, they want these guys to be. I mean, hell, the Celtics own 30% of, com- of NBC Sports Boston. You know, they want they want the homerism. I mean, they want this. And that's something that Silva's going to – this kind of hit a nerve with me because I've been there. I mean, I've gotten yeah. the calls. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't Bob Ryan. You know, I couldn't go in and say – you know, I didn't have your je ne sais quoi, you know, if you will. Where I could say, you know, I could make it, I'd say something. I'd get phone calls from Danny or, you know, Wick would say something or, you know, and I was just trying to bring up good information. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think guys like Scalabrini and sometimes a lot of these guys at the local level are scared of the owners. 
So that's my thought on that. That's a little that maybe that's too much inside basketball. No, it's a it's an interesting topic, and I'm, I'm I want to see how anybody runs with the ball now. With this, uh, I'm curious. Uh, like UB Brown can do it. Like nobody, like nobody's going to call up UB Brown, right? You know. <laughs> but I'll say, you know, uh, you know, different guys, you know, who want the job, who are analysts and working with these teams. The owners, you know, owners and I got general quick, managers quick, get on their ass. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A quick Ubism uh, one night. Uh, he was talking about Terry Cummings, and and he said, "I don't want to say right." Terry Cummings played with Terry the Bucks. Cummings with the Bucks when he was yeah. with the Bucks. I said, "I don't want to say that Terry Cummings goes to his left every time. Let's just say he goes to his left many, many times." <laughs> right. And he had a great. The people unappreciated by some was his the innate well, sense of humor, and he, he loved to have fun too. You know, I also well, I shouldn't say past tense. Loves he's still on the job. Yeah, I heard him. Is he doing Grizzlies? Is he doing? Grizzlies? He's doing. He's doing. He's still on the payroll. He's still on the ESPN back. He's, he's not the one guy, but he's there. You know, a guy like Perk. And maybe we're talking too much about the media, but whatever. You know, a guy like Perk comes out and is turned into a personality to the mm. point now where some people think he's way over the top, right? But they love it. You know, it's all about, you know, I call it the Bill O'Reilly syndrome that hit us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that has hit both, you know, and I'm not just talking about right wing, right wing, left wing, sports talk. You have to, as an analyst, you have to be entertaining. You have to be over the top. You know, you got to be controversial. Um, and that's another problem. You know, they want personalities instead of good, hard analysts. You know, yeah, where well, some executive is going to sit there and watch, you know, some ex- some executive in, in, would say, you know, if he didn't know UB Brown, he'd go, well, this guy's boring, but I want Perk because he's going to be blasphemous. Well, I don't know if blasphemous is the right word, but he's going to be he's going to be controversial. Yeah. So anyways, that's my speech. On that. All right. um, uh, what I, oh, I wanted to get to uh, this state in NBA history. Um, Dr. D- uh, not Dr. Duncan Steve, uh, Planet Lovetron, 1979, Daryl Dawkins broke the backboard. Do, do you remember you? you I'm well, sure I you just remember. I didn't couldn't have pinpointed when it happened, but I certainly remember the controversy that he's created, breaking multiple backwards over the time. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, um, you know, he was Daryl Dawkins, uh, the late Daryl Dawkins, which is so sad to think about. Really, that they they I lost know. all the big men. Uh, uh, Caldwell Jones and Moses and 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 uh, Dawkins are all gone. Anyway, the late Daryl Dawkins uh, should have had a better career. Uh, he didn't. He wasn't serious enough. Uh, he he was an extraordinary athlete, by the way. At that at six eleven and two, God knows. And out of high school, was he the first kid out of high school? He, to was, play? he was in that first vanguard of coming out of high school, right? Uh, and uh, from uh, uh, Orlando, Florida, as I recall. And uh, uh, yeah, that, uh, he had this great doctor somebody high school. I forget. But anyway, um, he should have had a better career. He had he had his moments, and he and he. You know, and and all that, but he should have been. He should have gotten more out of it uh, than he did, and and uh, you know, he didn't get the championship. Uh, they got it after he left. You know, and his career didn't last long. And should it should have. But anyway, yeah. he, he, you know, but remember, he used to make the poem. He had the nicknames for all the dunks, and he had oh, that yeah. one. Uh, you know, oh yeah, he had that. Uh, yeah, and he was fun. Oh, he was a great quote. Because oh, he had one love Tron, man, Planet Love Tron. Yeah. So, you know, well. Um, 79 i couldn't uh, yeah it makes sense he was a rookie in 76 77 so yeah yeah i and the last time i remember i remember reading a sports illustrated article i think where he was coaching in the cba <laughs> coaching he, he was coaching in the cba <laughs> and the only thing i thought of is he must have needed the money 
You know, I mean, that's the problem. Oh. You know, when yeah, you can- he he like that fun a little too much. Let's put it that way. I think, and he just never got serious enough to to it did not get out of his career what he what, what his talent warranted. Let's put it that way. Here we go, Bob. You ready? Yes, sir. From Daryl Dawkins, the chocolate thunder flying, robazine crying, teeth shaking, yeah. glass breaking, rump roasting, bun toasting, wham bam, glass breaker, I am jam. Yep. I was thinking Vin about her, the look the lookout below, the in your face disgrace. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, my friend Dick Weiss uh, covered that team a lot and says that was the greatest locker room. And he oh. loved it. Dawkins, you know, for quotes, just you, you walked in your notebook, you walked in and they filled your notebook without you even asking them a question. And and uh, he was certainly obviously in the center of it all. Bill Robenzine, as that's a reference, folks, uh, that they are Robenzine crying. Bill Robenzine was a six foot seven left handed forward who unfortunately uh, took his own life at one point and uh, uh, very, you know, sad circumstances. Uh, yeah, but that's who Bill Robinson, he had dunked on him and that's why he got privileged to be in, in Daryl's little recitation there. <laughs> um, so any final thoughts, Bob, as we get to ready, ready to wrap things up here, the Celtics will take on the Raptors coming up with the 17th and they're on the roads with the Grizzlies. Oh, I know, I know I wanted to ask you. John Moran is like 20 days away, I think. Is that what it is? 25 yeah. games. I mean, he's ahead. working out. I saw that. And I think, I mean, because that, they need him. They need him. They're like one and eight or something. Crazy. They need him. They're, that they're, yeah. Yeah, that's because I know you and I are both fans of him. Well, he's a great talent. God knows. He's one of the most fun guys in the league. And, and uh, you know, I just hope he gets straightened out. That's all. I mean, he just, he, he's off the, tr- he got off the track. And there's no t- question. The dumb things he was doing, brandishing guns on videos is, Beyond so stupid, it's just uh, it's incomprehensible that you and me and most anybody that's watching and listening. But he did it multiple times. No, um, he's a wonderful player, and, and uh, I don't know how long it's going to take for him to get back. You know, but they needed they needed a boost, and they were you know that there was a moment and last you know they, they were a comer, you know. And, oh and yeah, yeah, they were a comer, and and so this is uh, this is uh, uh, this you know you, you want the franchise to succeed. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to have him back in the league. I just hope it, it, he's got his head on straight. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I think Marcus needs him. The Celtics have the Grizzlies coming up too. All right, Robert, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, take care. And we will talk to you with Mr. Goodman later on. So once again, you can catch Bob and myself here on this Zoom and podcast. And also Jeff, yep. Jeff Goodman joins us later in the week right here on CLNS. And Bob, Ryan, Gary, Tango, Zoom and Pod is sponsored by FanDuel the official and exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Networks. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money bet. All right, Bob, see you next time. Ever wish you could navigate the betting field with the confidence of a pro? Enter Odds Are. They're not a sports book, but they're the sports betting advisor you always needed. It's like having a playbook for smarter bets right in your pocket. I've been absolutely loving the experience, and I think you will too especially since Celtics all-access listeners get a 30-day free trial. Elevate your game day and join the smart betting revolution. Go get it at oddsr.com slash Celtics. That's oddsr.com slash Celtics.